Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. What's good? We back another episode of Unsolicited Views. Yo, hey uh, Maul's back. Hey, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Hello, man. Y'all miss me? No. Yeah, no. I did though. You, you did? Mr. Little Teddy Bear. Oh, you, did, you did lay on the shoulder. I don't know how I feel about that one right there. No? <laughs> I'll be a pull little bear. Okay, right. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're back in another episode of Unsolicited Views. Uh, we have a very, very special guest, two guests. So, first guest, we have Roby here, our return. Uh, yeah, she's returning. Return veteran guest. Episode 33, did we say? 32. 32? 32. Yeah. 32. I'm, I'm in a different role today. I'm oh, okay. Different, different role. Yeah. And we have Miss Aisha here today. Thank you for coming. Uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to come and chill with the Unsisted Views crew. Glad you want to talk here. about yourself and like, what you do? Uh, I do a little bit of everything, actually. I do a little personal finance. I'm a licensed stockbroker. Celebrated my 19th year anniversary. Oh, yes. congrats. congrats. Congratulations. Yeah. Sheesh. 19. Um, and as a hobby, I, um, I buy buildings in Philly. <laughs> Hobby. Oh, that's the hobby. That's the hobby. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hobby. didn't realize that was a hobby. I thought Almost. that was like your main. You know, it started out really just as a hobby. Just I, I like renovating. I like I like a process. I like putting together puzzles and, and that fulfilled that part of my passion. And then it just burgeoned into this big thing. I mean, now it's more of a business than it is hobby, but I still enjoy it. It's a lot of work, a lot more work, um, but I like it. Great. Nice. Yeah. So... I have a couple of starting questions. So real estate. So you do a lot within real estate. I think when you say real estate, people just think houses sometimes. But talk about that. Like real estate, what are the different veins in real estate that you can get into? You know, there's what I like about real estate is that there is more than one way to, to skin a cat. You can make money a ton of different ways in real estate. There's wholesaling, which is probably one of the more popular ways. That basically means you, as a wholesaler, go to a seller, offer them a certain dollar amount, and then you assign that property to okay. an investor. Um, you can do what I do, which is basically I buy buildings, I like cheap buildings, I rehab them, and then I rent them. Mm -hmm. uh, you can flip properties. Uh, you can actually buy publicly traded REITs. So if you don't want to have any involvement in the actual ownership of the building, you can invest in someone else's investment in real estate and make a return that way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, you can be a lender. I mean, you, you, there's so many different ways to make money in real estate. Um, I prefer buying them holding them, renting them. I like income. I like appreciation. Wow. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, as black people, owning land is something that kind of was stripped away from us. My God. So, <laughs> oh, you see, he going right into it. So, <laughs> I mean, I know, we, we was here, so <laughs> let's get here. So, um, talk about that. Like, do you feel like very purpose driven in kind of what you do or do you feel as though, or do you take a more capitalistic approach? Like, you know, it's it's funny that you say that. A combination of both. Okay. I love my city. I'm, I'm very proud of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. So uh, uh, where I invest in Philly, most people weren't willing to go. I mean, it was mm. it was the rundown. It was you know bandos band everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most I like most people. And and as I mentioned, I'm a licensed stockbroker. So when I told the guys at work, who are mostly white guys. Um, where I was investing, they're like, you're crazy. Especially, so I started out in South Philly, and the rule in South Philly was don't go south of Washington Avenue. Um, those buildings today that I paid 50000 for, 56000 for, I, I literally just had a building right next door to mine. Like, we share a party wall. I paid 56000 for that building in 2011. The, the building next door just sold for 425000 God. So wow. today, the story sounds a lot different. You absolutely go <laughs> yeah. south of Washington. You go Flip. very south of Washington. You go very <laughs> south of Washington. <laughs> so yes. What made you want to go against the grain yeah. and, and actually go, go south of Washington? Because it made the, num the numbers made sense. The numbers. So I'm on the 1300 mm. block. So, so Market Street, which is the main artery of downtown Philly, um, you know, the numbers either go south, so it's like 100 block, 200 block, 300 blocks south of Market. The other side mm. is north. So where I bought was 13 blocks south of Market Street. Mm. No, mm. no brainer. I mean, you're mm. literally less than far. yeah, you're less than two miles outside of downtown Smart. Philly. Um, so for me, it it just made sense. Eventually, downtown Philly will start to extend out. People, mm. boomers, which is the largest population of folks that we've ever it seen. Is. You know, they're 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 it tired is. of the suburbs. They're yep. they're tired. You know, their kids are leaving. Their kids are out. You know, in college or now getting married. So those empty nesters are going to start moving back into the city, which they have. They want to be closer to restaurants. They want to be closer to the arts. 
So for me, buying close to downtown Philly just made just made sense. That's interesting you said the boomers because we would think naturally, oh, more of the millennials want to live in those areas. But you're saying the boomers are really going after it. Well, you know, the challenge is millennials are starting to get priced out of those areas. Oh, so okay. millennials we broke. can't afford <laughs> a whole other topic <laughs> that we can yeah, all that debt. go into. Why? Yeah, we, yeah. That is a whole another issue. Yeah, student loans. I was actually just reading an article that said millennials are actually transitioning into the suburbs because a lot of them can't afford to live yeah. in the in the cities anymore. I believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it made sense. So, so it was a combination of two things for me. One, I got the opportunity to fix up. I grew up not very far from where I started investing. I got to, I got to fix up those houses. Wow. And then at the same time, I got to make a, a whole lot of money doing it. That's, so, always, that's always good. I mean, that's always <laughs> great. It makes it feel better. It makes yeah, you feel better about it. Yeah. So, it sounds like you like to give that knowledge back, which is great, because I think a lot of people hold on to knowledge once they get it. And yep. it seems like you're very forthcoming. I was following like Instagram and kind of just your overall persona is just like, I want to let everybody know what I found out. You don't want to be the only one at the party. You want nah, other people nah. be there with you. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we, I want us to all eat. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I've never had a mentality of scarcity. There is enough for mm-hmm. all of us to, to go around. I've never... I've never burned anybody. I've never stolen a property or a deal from you know somebody. Like uh, we don't have to do that. We don't have to fight over land. Right. There is plenty of land for all of it us. It is. You know, we can all we can all eat. So for me, um, I remember when I first started um, looking into real estate as an investment because I've always been a, a stock person. I mean, since I was 19, I, I bought my first mutual fund at 19. So I bought my first. Hold on, I'm, I don't want to interrupt you. Like, how do you? Where does that thinking come from? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Like, you had a, a great mindset back then. Like, not all of us I think I'm a I'm a I'm a weird bird. I mean, I like I'll, okay. I'll I'll give you that. So some of these things were just innate in me. I mean, I've always been a saver. I've right. always been. So for mm-hmm. for me, when I when I started working at a bank when I was 18 or 19. Um, I started seeing like these white people are just getting money. <laughs> just getting money. <laughs> they just they, they getting money they and they're, they're, shit yeah, out. They, they, they they don't figure the shit out and and they're getting money like when they sleep. Yeah. Mm. So it's like I'm I'm watching their portfolio ter- returns kick off interest and dividends and I'm like so so you you don't even have to go to work to make money. And that for me because I, I had all my money sitting either in a shoebox or my, my or my <laughs> bank account, you know. Right, like right. How, that's how we do. You put your your money under mattress. That's, you know. That's you how know. we taught. Yeah, you don't yeah. want the man to know what you got going on. Yeah. So that's, but on in, on the flip side, they're out there making money hand over fist, and they're not even working hard for it. Yeah. So for me, I started thinking, all right, how can I have my money work for me? Right. As hard as I work for it, so mutual funds started to make sense to me, and then I became a licensed stockbroker. Stocks started to make sense, but. I like real estate because it's actually a safer way to build wealth. I mean, I, I can insure against catastrophe. I can, ins- you know, I can buy insurance. I can evict a tenant if need be, but I've got a reserves of fun. You know, I, I can, I can insure against some Patrol, of the things like that. Yeah, that, that is, can happen. So um, I got a question. Go what's the, so how did you get rental, rental properties versus just flipping? What, what is the mindset behind mm-hmm. one versus the other? Because a, a lot of people just like, they, they want to get in and out. Yeah. Let, me, let me get rid of it, and that's where all the money is. But you like the residual where you're getting it month to month. Like, is that the? Yep, for, well, a couple, a couple reasons. I look at real estate as a long-term investment. I hold my stocks a long time. So for me, it just made sense that if I hold my stocks a long time, I mean, I've been holding Apple stocks 12 years or 13 years, as soon as the iPhone launched, I said, well, that seems like a pretty good product. <laughs> <That's great>. oh. <laughs> it might work. Look at that now. Hey, Steve, you think it's going to go long term? It still look the same to you. Listen, yeah. I, was, I, was just, I was just looking yesterday. I, I put $8,500 in Apple stock in March of 2007. It's worth $160,000 today. You're stupid. <laughs> Money working for you. I'm going to say. People, people ask me all the time, why do, why do you buy you know, iPhone? You're, like, you know, you're wasteful. You buy an iPhone every year. Apple pays me a three thousand five hundred dollar annual dividend between all the various shares of stock. You know that mm. holding Apple in the account. I buy account. iPhone every year too. Every single yeah. year, I'm a, su- I'm a supporter. <laughs> <laughs> they, they support, support, support me. Support yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supporting you with yeah. that. Got, got, got some AirPods. <laughs> so so for me now now had I sold because when I bought in 07, I don't know if you guys remember the market plummeted mm-hmm. in 2000, yeah. 2009. Yep. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So so it, had I gotten out of it, I would have lost all that upside opportunity. Mm, Even at the time this. back then. Apple wasn't even paying a stock dividend mm-hmm. many year, many years ago, so I'm just a long-term investor. That's that's innate in me. The other thing that makes me a little bit different than a flipper is I kept my job. 
most people see real estate as an opportunity to abandon ship. You know, okay. I got to, I got to get, get the hell up out of here. That's the main source of income. They, they, they need it. So I kept my job and said, look, I can do this on the side. You know, why do I need to sell it? I don't need to, I, I don't need my lifestyle to increase significantly. In fact, I don't need my lifestyle to increase at all. I'm doing okay with just my nine to five. Right. I like my lifestyle. I don't need to significantly increase my lifestyle. So just like I like to buy a stock and hold it indefinitely, why would I think any differently about real estate? And I'm, y'all know how sick I would be. That building that I bought for fifty-six thousand, that uh, the one mm. next door just sold for four twenty-five. Can you imagine if I had sold that five years ago? Literally sick. I'll be sick with you, and I'm not even getting the money. I'll be sick. I'd be sick. Yeah. So I'm 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 in it for the I'm in it for the long run. I like the income. I like the future appreciation. Wow. So you you're a hustler. That's what I think you are. I'm gonna call, call it the stock market, Frank Lucas. Frank yeah, Frank Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's who's the mobster in Philly? I'm trying to think. Capone, right? Was he in Philly? Capone uh, was in Philly. But he actually. Was, oh, I'm in the gangster shit. So he was at, he was in a couple cities. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, Philly, he moved Philly's around. Got a lot of Italians. So all right, okay. I, I, I got find we got find your Italian who name. Who's the big mobster back in the day? You know what I'm talking about. The we got find you some it was a whole little family. Yeah, we got get her name more while we get to this next question. We got to get her name, <laughs> yeah. Um, but on top of that, so that hustle mentality, right? So one thing we talked about in this podcast a couple times is college, no college. Should you be pushing your kids down the entrepreneurship route? Like, what do you think from all your success? Did college or a formal education help with that or what? So for me to be a licensed stockbroker at the time, you needed an undergrad degree, I think. Wow, really? Um, but for me, college was free. My mom's a nurse. She's been a nurse my entire life. So I got to go to Temple University without any oh, debt. Cool. Lessons. Today, on the other hand, where people are paying 30 grand a year, would I do that? No. I, 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 I wouldn't. I mean, unless I could financially afford to float that entire boat for my kids, I'm not, stra- not going to see my kids strapped down with $100,000 worth of student loan debt. For an undergrad degree... Sorry. And they, God only knows when they're going to be able to recoup that money or, or pay, no, pay it back. I'm living that. I get yeah. it. No, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's real. And yeah. the, the challenge is many, many moons ago, and black folks will argue to, argue you to death on that. They'll know we got to go to college. No, no, many moons ago, that was an opportunity that wasn't given to us, and we still kind of have that same right. that same mindset. Still came out. Yeah, but today, I mean, you can, you can make more than a college graduate running your own operations, running your own business, investing in real right. estate. So it's not as much needed today. I mean, you, I even there's so many of us who've got like three, four advanced degrees. I talked to a client yesterday. He's got three hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt and can't find a job. My wow. God! See, with an advanced degree, in my mind, I need advanced salary. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> well, that's the theory behind it. It doesn't happen now. Yeah, it's yeah. not advancing that quick. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, it depends entirely on because I'm I'm not I'm not shitting on college. Right. But it depends entirely on what you want to do. If you know for for a fact you want to be a physician. If if you know for a fact yeah, you want to be an astronaut or whatever it is that you know, people are yeah, accounting people are doing. You always plug your accounting <laughs> shit. <laughs> Forever. He's always going to He went to school for accounting. It's obvious. <laughs> but the issue is who knows who knows that at 18? Right. Who knows? That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. That, that's exactly the problem. Yeah. That's true. Do. For the rest of their life. So is that like 18. the True. is that like a game, a vicious game we keep putting a lot of people to, or a cycle? You telling people at eighteen decide your whole life. Your whole life. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, and, you got and, three choices. And eighteen today looks very different oh, yeah. than it did when I was eighteen. Yeah. I mean when we when I was eighteen, I was like a grown ass woman. Yeah. An eighteen year old today is like a toddler. Yeah. You know, they have no mm-hmm. idea what they want to do. So do yeah. you do, you know, I, I would say to the average eighteen year old listening, go get you some life experience first. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, um, maybe like be an apprentice of someone, be an intern for a while, figure out what you want to do, and then make the decision, am I going to go to college right. based on what I'm truly passionate about? I think we have this uh, clock built in our head that at certain ages, these are milestones we're supposed to be doing this and doing that. Yep. But I work with older people, and what I realized is I'm working, I'm with people that's 90 and almost 100 years old, like 30, 40, you, they say you're a baby. Yeah. Like you just figuring out life. Like you don't even know what life is yet. You know, God willing, you live long. If you think about it, after retirement, most people are living like another thirty years. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things where you got to really erase that time. Like timing is nothing. You, time, you got to erase that concept of I got to do this by then. Mm-hmm. This. See, on the flip side of that, um, at eighteen, nineteen, you think you got all the time too. Right. Yeah, so that's true. Lot, so you got a lot of time to shit away. Right. Or, uh, what, you, what you think you do, right. but. 
by the time you're like, all right, I'm going to do all this by 25. 25 get here. You haven't done anything you said you're going to do right. by 25. Say, so, all right, I'm wait to 30. Now you're 30. Right. And you still haven't done half the stuff you said you're going to do. Right. So it's like that concept of time, like, it's like a... Double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. double-edged sword right there. Catch 22. One of the big gurus said something that I thought was pretty interesting. They basically said, like, go blow your 20s. You know, just go, yeah. like, uh. go go fuck it up. Go like, <laughs> <laughs> go, like, run your shit into the ground. Like, just go ahead and get it in your mm. 20s so that by the time you're, you're 29, 30, you figured out what doesn't work, what, what you like, what mm. you don't like, what it's right. like to be poor. Um, and then you know start building from there, and I'm 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 not mad at that. You know you can say I mean I that wasn't my path. I mean my in my yeah. in my twenties I was working yeah. seventy eight hour seventy eighty hours a week, <laughs> which is why at, at forty I could retire today. I mean I I've got a I've got a number that will retire me, and I'm not there yet. But um, you know I sacrificed my twenties, so I, you know I can look back and say you know we all have different regrets. Yeah. I, I mean. I live well today, so I don't regret it. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, it sound like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you guys, she made me regrets, especially uh, debt free. You get a name, Ma? <laughs> you get her name, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Salvatore Sabella, uh, Sabella, the, uh, Phil, uh, it was like the Philadelphia crime family. I know that about the people. Oh shit! Like that. We're gonna have to figure it out. So how do we? How, what do you tell somebody who uh, maybe they went through their 20s, they fucked it up, now they want to get into real estate? What What is their first step? I'm somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is me. That is me. The band of whisperer has spoken. We done fucked it up. Right? <laughs> see, we knew she was on here for a reason. Yeah, see, the voice in the back. I am her, her. <laughs> that is me. That is me. But go ahead. Um, I would say focus on two things, cash and credit. Okay. You know, there's okay. a lot of people out here that'll, today that'll say, you can. Buy, I'll show you how to buy, buy a house, new cash, bad credit. Quite frankly, I don't think that you should be buying a house with no mm. cash and bad credit. Yeah. Because once you own a home, there's a lot of discipline that goes into being a homeowner, being an investor, being a landlord. Um, and if you can't figure out how to save before you buy a house, you gonna blow them rents. Mm -hmm. You know, you if you can't figure out the discipline that it takes to, if you get a lump sum of money, you done flip the house or you done got a big wholesale assignment fee, and you blow through all of that money, you're going to be a horrible investor because there's a lot of discipline that it takes when you get those rents in. I, you, I can't tell you how many countless investors I know where the tenant was paying the rent and they lost the building anyway through foreclosure because they were spending the rents and not sending it to the mortgage. That's company. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So if you don't have if you wow. don't have the disciplines for like you know, I, listen, I am an advocate of ownership, especially in our community. Like mm -hmm. I want to see I want to see more of us owning shit, either mm -hmm. real estate, a business something you just got to own some shit and i hate when people say things like well being a business owner is not for everybody being an investor is not for everybody it's bullshit mm. especially for our community we have legacy we, we listen we got how many years of of just being shit on to reverse mm. too many years to count and that was too, many, a lot. too many years Hundreds. to count yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if that ain't your shit well it better be mm -hmm. yeah you know like you won't have to pick up the slack for somebody else mm -hmm. right because it's our responsibility to then go back and tell somebody else teach some other kid because we've got so much so many odds stacked against us right you have to figure that shit out mm -hmm. yeah. right wow yeah. i think in the figuring the shit out is kind of there is some ups and downs what keeps you resilient through figuring that shit out because i'm sure you know in your re real estate career it wasn't always like oh okay this is going good everything wasn't smooth sailing where was those times where you was like nah i'm out this shit's fucking me up 100% discipline. Okay. I say to people all the time, because people say, people say to me, you know, you, you just motivate me. Fuck motivation. Because motivation is waning. It comes and it goes. <laughs> so what, well, that's, 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 that's the first time I heard that. Yeah, yeah. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do when you're not motivated? You think motivation is going to show up every day? Nah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, a very great point. <laughs> because when on a good day, motivation shows up. Mm -hmm. Every other day, it doesn't. Discipline is what kicks your ass into gear anyway. Right. Mm. Wow. So it's been it's been a lot. I mean, even I mean, I still go through shit today. I mean, it's like oh, I'm so tired of these houses. Like I, I posted something on my page recently about um, uh, post traumatic rehab disorder. Like I, I am I'm tired <laughs> of this shit. You know, you're dealing with contractors as an investor. You're literally a professional babysitter of contract. It's it's t it's tough. It's day in. It's day out. It's grueling. But it's discipline that just just kicks you into gear. And I and I tell people all the time, discipline is like a muscle. You, know, you start on something small. Mm -hmm. you, know, you focus on something. For me, food is like the biggest thing for me. So I focus on applying discipline in areas that 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 matter to me. Like I'll, I'll flex that muscle in small ways. Okay. So if it's me like cutting back on something I really really want, or going to the gym when I really don't want to, that kicking off my day, 
I'm gonna grind the shit out for the rest of the day because I ain't start out start out on the right foot mm-hmm. to end up eating some chicken nuggets by noon. True. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if I can like apply those le- levels of discipline in in small ways, I can then increase it. So to go back to your your question, I would focus on building some cash. Mm-hmm. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's one. That's but that's a whole separate problem. You need to figure out what's a side hustle where I can build some cash flow. I can I can start saving right. through my little. So I work my nine to five. And then when I leave work at 5 o'clock, I have a side hustle. So I either have an internet-based business. You have people who sell shit on Amazon, Mm -hmm. eBay. I mean, there's so many different side businesses that you have, businesses that you have. It would be really cool if it's a business, a side hustle, that is something that's interesting to you. Because mm-hmm. then you you leave work at five o'clock and you're like I want to dig in this shit. Right. I got the right. like, it's fun. It's some, yeah, it's fun. Something it's fun. something that I'm, it's I'm not you know asking. yeah. And yeah. it can it can generate revenue. And then at, at some point what will happen is you look up and your side hustle, your side business, especially if it's something that you really like doing, is now replacing your nine to five income. Mm-hmm. So then you can let go of that nine to five income and then you're running your own stuff. So while you're building that extra cash, you should be part, you know saving that, setting that aside, and using that to invest for long term wealth. How can I use that money, that side hustle money, so that I can invest in something that'll generate passive income for me? So at some point, I can stop working altogether. Wow. So one thing I was thinking about when I, I thought about you coming on is just like through the you know hip hop community. So I'm an avid hip hop listener and a fan of hip hop. That culture has done so much, and it's just amazing to see how that culture taught us how to be ignorant. But now it's teaching us how to Man. be evolution. The be evolution smart. of it, you know. But you still, I mean, you still got your ignorance. Shit. If you want to be ignorant, you still be ignorant. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every now and then you need a little ratchet, you know. But I think it's beauty in the fact that you got billionaires. You got Diddy. You got Jay, and these guys are saying, "Look, yeah, I fucked up, but I'm telling you what to do now." And, they, and it's these examples, not even in just hip hop. It's just these uh, black people that are showing us like this is what you do once you get the money yep. there's a whole nother game up here so what do you think on that like the culture watching the evolution of Jay in particular has been like mind blowing for me mm. you know and it was it was funny because years ago I, I watched an interview where he um, he pretty much apologized for one of my fa- actually my, my favorite rap song of all time is Money Cash Hoes mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that song was rocking too <laughs> when that beat drop <laughs> yeah, yeah, right no, really, we all got song. guilty pleasures. <laughs> we all got guilty pleasures. Right. We like what we like. We like yeah. Yeah. It's still hit. It's still hit. It's still hit it's hard. Still hit. And he, you know, he apologized as a as a father and as a as a husband. He's apologizing for it today. And I remember thinking, "Fuck that! Don't apologize." <laughs> that's, that's who you were at that that's, time. That's where yeah. you were at the time. And girls, girls. I'm thinking all his shit. I must say, yeah. So I'm like slinging drugs, getting shot, like spending all your money. Right. Like, but to watch. Who, how he's evolved as a as a businessman, as a father, as a husband, and now like and now he's he's talking about the shit. He ain't just doing it behind the scenes, mm-hmm. staying low key. And I and I think that that's all of our responsibility, not right. just the responsibility of someone like a like a Jay or a Dr. Dre. That's all of our responsibility to figure the shit out, and then teach somebody else how to do it. And that's why I run my IG page because it's like. It, like I would be a fucked up individual mm-hmm. if I didn't at least show people that it's possible. And I take a lot of bullshit on my page. I had somebody, I had, some, I had somebody tell me that like, and this, won't I won't go. let this shit go. Oh, oh, Twenty five <laughs> fucking years from now, I'm still gonna be talking about this. This man told me that it's evident that I I came into a lucky financial windfall. It's oh. evident oh. that word that word right, right there. there. But you didn't. You hustled. Not like not a goddamn dime. My first home was the projects. My mom was the very first person in our family to go to college. I grew up in the in the fucking hood. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think I like what you said there because I don't think the whole theory of luck and hard work is like what do you what do you think on that? Everybody, I mean, like luck, hard work, or is it just? Listen, I am the least lucky son of a bitch I know. I know my numbers will never hit. They never fucking hit. Go to Vegas and crap like that. They never fucking hit. You know, I'm that person where, like, even when I'm at, like, a little event and you just throw the raffle tickets in, I never fucking hit. That shit happened to me last week. That shit happened to me last week. At the silent auction, mad as shit. Wasn't that uh, one, um, what's the name, the uh, uh, timeshare from Wendell? They randomly just called me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. That ain't me. That ain't her. That ain't me. Yeah. I ain't winning. I ain't then, winning nothing. Nothing free. It's all. I mean, last night I was at um, I was at Lowe's pulling shit off of my pickup truck by myself. Like Friday night, where like everybody else is out doing whatever the fuck it is that they do, and I'm like pulling shit off my you know off my pickup truck, returning shit at Lowe's because I want my hundred eighteen dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I say then like in college, I won an Xbox through um the EA Sports uh, Challenge when a BT to do college tours. 
I'm going to get you to buy my lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mel- yeah. Mel- Mel- Melvin always called me Lucky Mo. Yeah, Lucky Mo, for real. I can see that. I can see Mo being lucky, very lucky. So... I wanted I don't to call it. I call it being blessed. Okay, blessings. <laughs> well, I ain't blessed, nigga. <laughs> right. Bless up, bless up. Yeah, pass your blessings. Bless up. <laughs> so, you was talking about at the beginning how millennials getting pushed to the suburbs, and I know a couple years ago this guy I think ran for president or something. He was saying the rent is too damn high. Why oh, is yeah. the rent so damn high? <laughs> Why is it? Because some it, it's great on one end as an investor and as the owner. On the other end, the consumers, will you price your consumers out of the market? So my rent is um, is very competitive. Okay. So I don't knock people over the head for rent for a couple reasons. One, I feel like the, the tenant applicant pool will be a lot less if I, if I jack my rents all the way up. Um, and, I mean, I've been a landlord for over 15 years. I think I've evicted maybe three tenants. I mean, it's, been, it's, a, it's a pretty low number. Mm. Um, and it's largely because I don't knock people over the head for rent. At the same time... Most people don't understand how much goes into rehabbing a property. You know, if I buy a building at twenty thousand and I put I put eighty thousand dollars into that building, and then right. somebody want you know somebody calls me and says, "Hey, can I? I'm looking for something at six hundred dollars a month." I'm like, "You don't get the fuck out of here." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't put a hundred thousand dollars into this building. Not to mention the blood, sweat, tears, yeah. toil. Dealing with contractors, yeah. all the bullshit. And I'm at Lowe's on Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you go tell me you got six hundred dollars a month. Right. Like I ain't got nothing for it. So, so there's a there's a there's a catch twenty two. I mean, I think that given the fact that property values have gone up, taxes have gone right. up. That same property that I bought in two thousand and eleven in South Philly, when I bought those buildings, the taxes were two hundred dollars a year. They're now almost two thousand dollars a year. Wow. Mm. Wow. Everything. Yeah, so, so it's Not it's like you know who who gonna pay that. Yeah. You know, it's either it's either gonna be me or it's gonna be the tenant. It ain't gonna mm. be me. <laughs> so so what's gonna happen when we hit another bubble? Mm. You know what I mean? Good because question. you know, we're talking about rents and you know how how are people paying these rents and how you know how you make sure you have a good tenant pool. What's gonna happen when this bubble bursts again? Yep. So I mean one of the things that's gonna happen is and I tell investors this all the time to make sure that they're not over leveraged. Mm-hmm. So if I have a building today that's worth a hundred thousand Best case scenario, I'm, par- I'm probably pulling sixty-five thousand. I got sixty-five thousand at the at the max in debt against that building. Mm-hmm. The challenge is you'll find a, a bank that that's willing to give you more, mm-hmm. but when you had a big mortgage against the building and then a, the bubble bursts or a recession hits, the challenge is usually in a in a in a market a, a market bubble burst. You have a lot of excess inventory in the market, so you got all these flippers right. who are gonna you got all, you see all these cranes in the sky, you see all this new development, all okay. the, all this stuff going on. The challenge is when a recession hits, people start losing their jobs. Homes that were designed to sell as a flip, they're not selling. They're just mm. sitting. So now, as a, as a, I was a flipper, I got to become a landlord. I can't sell this building. Right. I got I to gotta rent it. Mm. So now I've got to turn my what was going to be a flip into a rental. And now a ton of rentals suddenly hit the market. So if I got a brand new building that was just designed to sell as a flip, that thing is nice inside. Mm-hmm. They done done all right. the good shit because they thought they were selling it. You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying? And they, they wanted to sell a building, so they, they put all the high end finishes in there. Yep. They done put the granite, the quartz, like you got that good, yeah. that good <laughs> shit. <laughs> the nice wood finish. Oh, it's nice. The house hunter shit. The hands <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, HGTV in this bitch. But the, but the but the problem is there's a lot of them on the market. There's so many of so them. So the price, right? So yeah, so now suddenly the rent it's a whole bunch of rent that have now hit so now the rents got to drop right <laughs> yeah. now keep in mind that old landlord they took a bunch of money out of their property five six seven years ago their property looks like shit at this point compared to everything else that's on the market so I took wow. a lot of money out of this building and I was renting it for fifteen hundred dollars a month before but now I got some HD HGTV kind of shit sit, sitting on the market and it's a ton <laughs> of them so just to be competitive what do you think I got to do with my rent drop my rent I got to drop my rent and drop it significantly because my yeah. my building that I rehab as a rental six years ago looks like some bullshit. Damn. <laughs> that's, know, that's another side of it people don't realize. Yeah, my old gray tile or my mm-hmm. old, you know, the, the stuff that looked cute five, six years ago mm-hmm. doesn't look that cute. I got laminate <laughs> everywhere and I'm competing <laughs> with I'm competing with quartz and hardwood. So now I got to drop my rents and my, maybe my rent, my new rent, because I, I had to drop it because everybody else was looking really good. I can't even cover my mortgage anymore because mm-hmm. I took this big mortgage wow. out when the market was at its peak. 
And suddenly I'm at a loss of two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars a month on Purpose this mortgage. That adds right. Up. And that that adds yeah, up that door. Adds yeah, up. If, it's, if, it's, if it's one like house, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, don't sound like a whole lot. Twelve houses. Yeah. 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 If I went ham. A month. Yeah. A month. And a year. Don't add it up. That's that's the point. Yeah. You get real sad. Yeah. So that's that's what happens okay. in a recession. And that's why a lot of people lost their shit back in 2008. And the, and the problem is we have so many um, we have so many new investors hitting the market and everybody think they know what the fuck they're doing. If you didn't go through 2008, I don't want to hear shit you got to say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, listen, I don't want to hear it. You were there. What you were shooting in the gym? Go somewhere. Listen, you think you know every fucking okay, good 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 luck. Yeah. So, so people that kind of come to you and like the person that said it's evident that you had is like, fuck you. Like, get away from me. Man, and I put his ass on blast. Uh, did you? She went in. He must have reported me because IG actually removed the... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, that was but bad. I think some, t- some people think they're savant, so they think they know everything. I think listening is important because mm-hmm. you got to get game. Because my granddad was in real estate early. He bought a couple houses on Emerson Avenue, in the hood, Duklin. All these places, and he's still sitting on them. He's like seventy years old, yep. but that's his passive income. That's yep. his play money now. So now he might get thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. That's just what he just do to play around with, or buy a new car every year, or something like that. Yep. So it's really good to sit on it. I think sitting on it is like people want to flip it, but flipping is not always the best key. What's yeah. the best strategy? I mean, for it, it depends on what works for you. Okay. For the people who need the income, you know, that's their that's their nine to five. They got to do what they got to do. Flipping is like a, I always liken flipping to just playing a game of musical chairs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going in circles, that shit's working, you're going in circles. The challenge is what kind of bag are you holding when that music stops? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't sell that thing all of a sudden, and maybe you've pulled out, you've taken hard money, you've taken a, all kinds of loans just to get that construction done, can your rents, if that thing doesn't sell, cover your mortgage or cover those construction loans. That's the biggest risk. So when that music stops, what kind of bag are you sitting on? Mm. So what do you what do you say to people who have gone through the bubble burst in 2008 and are trying to get back into the real estate business but are very very concerned and very very timid about taking that step speaking for myself. Yep. I mean you you've just got to make sure that the that the numbers work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today one of the biggest risks that you can run is overpaying for a property. Mm-hmm. You know, you there's there's bidding war. I, I'm not getting involved in, in nobody's bidding war. So if there's multiple people who are interested, multiple investors, bow out gracefully. I am not. I am. I am completely okay with offering, giving an offensive offer. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Best advice you've ever given me. You get, like offend the shit out of them. If your offer isn't offensive, if you're not embarrassed by the offer you just made, you offered way too much. You offered wow. way too much. You should be sliding that shit across the table like <laughs> <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> and I want all the furniture in there. <laughs> yeah, no, like just the, throw, throw the number. I give you, I give you ten thousand dollars for this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, I take and it call it bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you seen this place? <laughs> So uh, another question I will have: um, How much has uh, like gentrification like played in like yeah. like the whole like real estate game? Because like he he mentioned like the whole rent um, the rent is too damn high. Like another incident I thought of: um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show The Shy on Showtime. I don't the, watch TV. Oh, all right, well, I guess you don't got the time to watch that. But uh, <laughs> one, one of the one of the main characters on there, um, she's an, uh, like a, a investor, like a real estate investor. And one of the issues she ran into was she wanted to get back to like the Section Eight housing. Yeah, but like, the, like her investor, it's like, no, we're gonna get people who actually had the money to make make these payments. Yep. You know, I, one of the things I like most about being a landlord who looks like the people in the communities I serve mm-hmm. is that I love when people who grew up in a community can rent from me, which is one of the reasons I don't I don't knock people over the head for their rent. Mm-hmm. I've got a love hate relationship with the whole idea of gentrification. On one mm-hmm. hand, as an investor who bought there early, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, yeah, come on with the dog yeah. cart. Yeah. <laughs> Where the target at? Bring all the shit. The way you missed the whole food. Come on, yoga studio. She said, is that a dog walking down the street? Not just the regular yoga. Come on, job. No plan of fitness. It's Orange Theory. Is that a shit suit? So, you know, so on one hand, as an investor, there's there's that part of me. There's the capitalist side of me. Right. Um, and on the flip side, you know, I realize that people of color are being pushed out of their mm-hmm. communities, which is why I advocate so hard, get your shit together and own some shit. Don't lose your grandmama's house. Mm-hmm. 
You know, how many people inherited, and I ain't inherit shit. I'm just a lucky, mo- a lucky windfall of a motherfucker, but I ain't inherit shit. <laughs> evidently. Evidently. Windfall. You know, I know, I, I, we all know people who you inherited grandma's house, got mm-hmm. two, three. I, mean, I, I know somebody that in, in Philly, Brewery Town's a big area. Mm. Uh, a couple of siblings, I think they got like three houses, lost all three of them. Shit. That's a, that's, well, that's some, somebody, easily, somebody's rolling their grave right now. Easily worth a million dollars today. Mm. All wow. they had to do was pay the taxes, free and clear houses that they lost. So on one hand, it's like, you know, we we got we just got to do better. Did as you a grab people. any of those three houses? Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> they all went up for they all went up for sheriff's sale. And by the time they hit the sheriff's sale, it's, Shh, it's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah, it. It's a wrap. Mm. Damn. So, but the education, like, we gonna go back to that, like. Nobody gave you game. So, like, we're already starting off. Like you said, we ought to always got to reach out. But, like, at some point, how can we as a people get out of that, that rabbit hole to keep, you know, making st- stupid decisions? Like, grandma house is going up. Why is though you sitting on it? You wanted to where your money coming from. You're sitting on $2 million right there. Mm-hmm. But, like, the education, how early do you think we need to be starting this education? Like, middle school, elementary? I think that when our kids, our nieces, our nephews can see, like, Damn, Auntie, like she she collecting a rent roll. Mm-hmm. What's what's a rent roll? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got people who are exposing kids now to, you know, here's my cash app. When when the first of the month hits, I get rent money that just comes in. I mean, you, we want them to just start thinking of this mm-hmm. stuff now. Right. You know, exposing them to this 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 stuff now. So I think as early as possible as you can expose children to how to generate passive income, mm-hmm. the better. And, you know, my kids are in both now middle school, and they're obsessed with the idea of rent rolls. Yep. Like, every month, you just get money into your account. Like, you don't have to do anything for it. It just Great. comes. They're obsessed with it. Yep. So Great I'm, obsession. I'm in, a, I'm in a position where I'm glad that they're seeing it, and I'm trying to expose it to, to them as much as possible um, so that we can break this cycle. You funny, know what I mean? Funny story. So when I was a kid, we had a, um, we had a landlord, Mr. Mitch. And I love, I love the fact that's that, that's, 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 that's such a landlord name, yeah. Mitch is correct. <laughs> like a hundred keys, I can see it. So, so when I was a kid, my my mom and my godmom called this man Hunky so much, I thought that was his name. Oh, so wow. right. So he comes in the house. <laughs> Mr. Hunky, I'm a kid. He's leaving. Bye, Mr. Hunky. Uh, he, he ain't answer me. Mr. Hunky. Like, He's like, he'd been disrespectful. He like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hunky. Like, I start yelling it. Like, and you know, finally my mom, oh. my godmom hurt me and like, you know, ripped me up and like muzzled my mouth. But the reason I point that out is because <laughs> yesterday I was at a, I was at a tenant's house collecting, getting some stuff and her kids saw their black female landlord. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because, mm-hmm. yeah, because as a, as a kid, the mm-hmm. landlord was always a Mr. Mitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Mr. Mitch was always coming collecting the rent. It was mm-hmm. never somebody that looked like mm-hmm. us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So how we expose kids, nieces, nephews early on is important because those kids, they remember that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like our landlord was was they look like me. Mm-hmm. And that means I can do it when it's I get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They always going to remember that. Yeah, you really blew through like all of my my whole outline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just took a look no, at it. I was, I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was like, damn. She blew through a whole. Do, I do have a question. Um, what advice do you give for landlords? Um, because you know, there's some slumlords out here that that are just horrible. Yep. At, at at being a landlord. Yep. What are some pointers or key points that you would give to someone who's who's in that process of being landlord? landlording is still very much a service business mm-hmm. it annoys it's, me to no end to hear the that people yeah it's, it's it annoys me when i hear that like people aren't taking care of their property mm-hmm. why would a tenant pay you rent if you can't even get your shit together if you can't if you can't fix things mm-hmm. if you can't be timely with doing the things that you say you'll do mm-hmm. so i approach being a landlord very much like i do my other business it's mm-hmm. a service business mm-hmm. My tenants tend to stay longer. They take care of my properties. Mm. They refer me to other tenants. Very rarely do I even have to list my rentals because I get people who call me or email me and say, hey, my cousin or my sister or my brother or my dad or, right. you know, is, is renting off. from you. Yeah, do mm-hmm. you have anything Best form of advertising ever. Mm-hmm. Best form. It, yes. Good service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Roby, as a new investor, like, what is some of the things you dealt with early on, like? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> she closed her eyes. I knew it was real. How, how much longer we got? <laughs> um, got another hour? 
I think I think my biggest challenge is analysis paralysis. I I, I run over things too much. I think about things too much. Mm-hmm. I think way too much. Um, and I'm a, I'm a worrier. I'm just naturally just a worrier. So I'm always thinking, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what if that doesn't work? Um, I, I reach out to each all the time. I'm, I probably owe her, like, consulting fees or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, every now and then I'll, I'll like, cash out for a couple of hours and say, look, get you some Starbucks. This is all I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself to some Starbucks. It's right next to my new bill. Exactly. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> she cool with it. Exactly. Um, I, know, I know the owner. But it's, it's, just, it's just scary. As, as I was saying earlier, um, like, I lived through the the financial collapse of mm. 2008. I was, a, I was a victim of it. So um, that, that gives me great pause with everything that I do. I'm extremely cautious about every single thing that I do because I have experienced right. it and I've lived it. And to a degree, I think that puts me to an, in an advantage to say, all right, I know what, what can happen, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen. Right. Wow. Um, so. so both of you guys, you're in the real estate fearlessness. Like, where is, how fearless do you need to be in order to, not with just real estate, but any endeavor, like, you got to really be fearless. How, 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 how do you kick that in the gear? Just consistently staying fearless. I always ask myself one question. What's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the, you start thinking about the, I'm, a, I'm a, a math person. I think about probabilities and statistics. What's the, what's the very worst thing that, that can happen? And most things, the worst thing that can happen is I fail. I, I tear my credit up. I mean, it's no, if, as long as nobody's going to die, if, as long as that's not the answer. That's true. I'm all in. Mm. So, so what would all right? So, if you're giving us your number one fear, like or number one struggle, what would it be, besides the fact you uh, babysitting contractors? My number one fear is failure. Itself, wow. Yeah, just failing. So, what would is failing? Because I'm gonna say everybody's idea of failing. You, your failure, because if I don't flip that four hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> that's your failure. Whereas if somebody else's failure is very different. It's levels to the failure shit. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. want to know. You know, I, I mean, I think that. I said earlier on that being a saver, that was like an innate in me. Mm-hmm. Investing is innate in me. Being an asshole is also innate in me. <laughs> okay. Right? To, to, be, to, be, to be honest. So, it's a necessary evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the, at the end of the day, what keeps me humble is what I have could be gone at any time. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is just shit. That's what the white man don't have. He don't think like you do in that regard. Because he, he thinks he's always going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you know it can go left. Anytime. Right. Anytime. So that, that keeps me... So when I think about f- failure, I think this shit could go at any, at any point. And I'd be right back to, to square one. So do you got to consistently be evolving and thinking to the next thing? So like, for example, if you're working on a project, say you, you just put eighty, ninety thousand 90000 to it or 100000 200000 what are you doing to look to your next project? Like, That's exactly what I'm thinking about now. So right now I've got, <laughs> I've got 13 residential units left to finish. And that's not, that's, I think it's five or six buildings. So explain what a residential unit is, because that might not be lingo that everybody knows. So that would either be a single family residence, okay. or it would be a door in a multifamily. So I got about five or six buildings that have about 13 units left for me to renovate and rent. Okay. Once that's done, I'm already starting to think, what am I going to do next? I'm probably not going to be buying any more single family houses. I mean, I've just kind of exhausted that path. Uh, I've got a handful of multi-unit buildings, so three, four, five-unit buildings. Um, ne- I'm thinking of what's next. Do I go commercial? Do I go apartment complex? Do wow. I go strip mall? I'm, I'm, I'm now thinking, what is my next endeavor? I got it. How do you not over overextend yourself right there? Like you right. said, you got six properties. <laughs> Your mind has to be going a million miles. Things. Miles. No, I like, think how I, do you know? How do you know when it's too much for you to yeah. take? Oh no, I'm past that point. It's already too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm overwhelmed. Okay, <laughs> it just seems right. like it, it seems no. like that when you said five properties yeah. going on at the same time. Yeah. That yeah. just seems stressful. Because no, one, one is exhausting. No, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. In fact, so what happened? When I I always said when I get to ten units, I'm going to get a property manager. And I got to 10, I was like, I can keep going. <laughs> what do you and have now? I have 44 units 44. and no property manager. Mm. That's crazy. So I mean, you going in and taking care of everything. They call you, something they go wrong. Me, you they call me, they text me. Yeah. you making sure it happens. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Shh. But you see, got two businesses going. Do you realize that? <laughs> I actually, I actually say it's three. So oh I, I've got. God. I say it's the landlord side yes. of me, um, and which includes the property management, the my actual stockbroker business, and I GC most of my own jobs. 
So I'm like contractor, Who are you? property manager. <laughs> okay. And then I try to like nah, have, I don't have know. a life. I see why you don't watch TV. Yeah, you yeah, don't watch TV. You legit ain't got no time. Listen, I'm in, I'm, I was in bed last night by 8.30. Like uh, in bed. I was at work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you, so are you, do you go with that? I guess it's the traditional millionaire or, you know, just wealth and that mindset of go to bed, wake up early. Is the early bed really get to work? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm She's usually... She's up like 3.30 every morning yeah, working out. Yeah, I'm Jesus up early. Christ. It's ridiculous. Might be just going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm the second mouse gets the cheese type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> oh, the crumbs. <laughs> it's still something to eat, though. <laughs> crumbs, too, is still edible. Because you kept talking. <laughs> yeah, that's funny as shit. Um, you talked about discipline, so I guess that goes to discipline. So what's your, what's your routine? Give us your routine. Usually I'm up by four, out by like 4.45. I hit the gym from five to 6.30. I'll go to Home Depot if need be. Um, and then I'm just, I'm running from there. Which, and when is your cool down? Like when are you coming home? When are like, you going to sleep? When are you, you eating? I haven't heard you eat yet. So I have, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have someone who does meal preps for me. So I, like, I, I pick it up from her on Mondays and I've got lunch and dinner for the rest of the week. So you don't, um, you're not cook, you, 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 do don't, not, you don't have time for that? I, I, I don't think I've turned on my stove in two years. Dead ass. Yeah. Dead ass. Does it work? She wants to sell her stove. She, 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 got, she got a showcase kitchen. Like, hey. So you can I got one right here. Just, just come get my stove. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so I need a, like allowances. So how do I do a lot of things? I don't do what I don't watch TV. I don't cook. I don't have kids. I couldn't do what I do with with all, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? For entertainment, like, how do you have fun? What is fun? It's fun make, business. Make, make money. Make money. Yeah. That, make is, money. that is a hobby. That is that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I travel a lot. I was just in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh. Yeah, I was, was in that? Amsterdam. I I, I don't remember. Sums it up. Yeah. 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 All right. So we need to know. Sums it up. When your money starts to hit, you don't need to remember vacation. Yeah. You don't um, need to remember it. I was. Um, I just bought a place out in L.A. for personal use. So that'll um, oh, that'll be my nice. my home away from home. That'll be my downtime. So my goal is to be there once it's renovated. Eight to ten days a month, and then ultimately, I want to be there half time. I mm. ideally do winters, summers there, and spring, fall mm. in Philly. Is LA another? Is that another city you want to try to branch out in, or are you trying to stay no, on the East no, Coast? Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think the California market is just way too expensive to do mm. what I do. The returns are not. The returns mm. are way too low. So if it's I, it's still a lot of risk out in California too, as far as like natural, like wildfires. Yeah, um, I mean they got they, they got they like got shit we don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> earthquakes. Yeah, just shit's burning. Burning. For months, like what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spraying over the water hose. That is fire. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. So, have you ever thought about going to another city, like coming to Baltimore and doing it? I thought about Philly? Baltimore. In fact, we 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 were looking at Baltimore. So, yeah. I mean, if I if I were if I were to invest outside of Philly, if Philly just got too expensive or whatever, I would either look at Baltimore or I mean, maybe maybe Detroit. I guess. Mm. Um, Actually, no, I don't think I want to be in Michigan. You don't want that water. This, this but, but your issue, lines, though, is so. like control, though. You're not there yeah. with, with yeah. the project. I mean, I was so that's, not, that's not that's hands on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, would, I, I like the Baltimore market. I mean, I was even driving around here, like. This, oh, this, uh, this market's coming up around here. Mm -hmm. this, I, I would say in the next couple of years, this area is going to be millions mm -hmm. of dollars. Because yeah. these houses right now, I looked them up. Some of them are two, three. Mm -hmm. And this block. If you go back 20, 30 years ago, nobody wanted to live right here. Yeah. Yep, I believe no. it. It was I like the, I don't like to say the word, white trash. That's who it was handled. <laughs> but you said it. Yeah, I said it. I won't like, say it, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. So like the, is, this is like what you would call like the white trash area. And then you, because it's like black people and white people mix. Because there's not many pockets in Baltimore City. They're the scariest, by the way. They are. They, yeah. you know. Listen, they ain't got shit to lose. <laughs> yeah, themselves, themselves Baltimore whites. Yeah, that's yeah, they, they, they the scariest. They different. Yeah, yeah. they different, different. Yeah, they got no. the food. They still, and they all like that. Yeah, yeah, South Baltimore, nah, you can't go there. They still got like Fubu on and stuff, and you yeah. was like, "Where'd you get that?" It's like, <laughs> like, hey, right? a 2005 store around here. Like, you got a Pelican jacket on. It's weird. I just saw, you know, the other day. I, I he had like some Pelly. I'm like, what the, where did you get that shit? Like they don't even sell the rack no more. But you're at a thrift store. What kind of consignment shops y'all got going on around here? So that's. I mean, it's also interesting because. 
there are like around here we just talked about like white people that don't come from money and then you got black people that do come from money because we got now Baltimore is a very still segregated city mm-hmm. and the gentrification here is getting crazy yeah pushing like, about Edgewood Dundalk right Essex. so yeah North Avenue back I think North Avenue in a couple more years will look like oh, yeah. downtown downtown Baltimore with like oh, yeah because Coppin is there. They're trying to buy that whole block. Yeah, they, they literally been, they bought up all that property over there. Yeah, too. they're going all the way down to the downtown. Mm-hmm. They're starting at Walbrook Junction. So, North going Avenue down. is the equivalent of Washington Avenue in essence. Yes. Gotcha. It's, it's the equivalent. We're around the corner. We're not far. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing. We're not very far from like two hop skips and a jump. We in the hood hood. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's like, all right, it's okay. And then you go another block, it's like Roland Park. And then you go so many different places, so many different pockets. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't, if you're not from Baltimore, I'd encourage you to know somebody. To tell you, because you read, I'm on this street, what block you on? Because right. mm-hmm. you can go to Park Heights and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's cool. And then you keep going down the street. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right. which side like, of Park Heights? Like, like White Lock and Madison. That one block of Madison is looking real good with them, like nice townhomes. Then you go around the corner, you might get shot yep. just from walking on that, on that block. Mm-hmm. I like what you said. I think the most poignant thing I'm going to pull from this is you said, fuck motivation. Yep. Cause I think we lean on motivation or look for somebody else to self-starter so much. And you trying to get a spark. It's like there is no spark. Nope. It's literally you're either going to do it or you're not. Yep. So, wow. How ho- is that hard to deal with? It is. I mean, because you, like, I think most days, like I mentioned earlier, motivation just doesn't show up. So it's, it's got to be that discipline that kicks you, in the, kicks you in the ass and kicks you into gear. So that, I think that is probably the hardest thing to do. Just okay. doing the shit that you don't want to do that needs to get done. So one of my last questions. So you're in the hood a lot. So you're from the hood. I'm from the hood. So are you ever fearful when you go in certain neighborhoods? You I don't invest it? if I'm afraid to go there. I mean, I've got, I've got my limits. There are parts of Philly, I don't give a rat's ass how much of a turn I'm going to get. I, I, like, I, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, um, I, have a, I have a reasonable person test. So if I look at a block as an investment, if I can't see a reasonable person living on that block, Nobody. then that means I'm going to have an unreasonable tenant. Mm-hmm. I don't want an unreasonable tenant. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody because because I get I take things very personally when a tenant doesn't pay rent. I, I feel like you're stealing from me personally. They are yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're you're stealing. Yeah, no, they are. You're stealing <laughs> from me personally. And when that happens, I get like my hood comes out. I you know, there's a there's a rage. I see you, you fight to suppress that. I can see it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like every now and then you like ah, that, that, that's yeah. Frankie Lucas, like twenty percent. Pour the sugar out. If I'm gonna go to war, I got to be at war with somebody who I know is a reasonable person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't I ain't going to war with somebody who ain't got shit to lose yeah. and is willing they to the risk it all. Yeah, they, like, they're yeah. the worst ones, yeah. yeah. And that's why I guess sometimes some of the hood, because they be like, all right, I'm gonna pay my rent, kick me out, all right, I'm gonna go to the next block, I'm gonna go to the next, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go chill in my, somebody else's crib, and they just don't care. Yep. And that's just, and that does bother me, and it bothers me, I'm not even a landlord, but it's just like somebody just not caring for somebody else's property yep. and treating them like shit, it's just, it's just disrespect on a, a hundred. I know, yeah. You know, in other, in other countries you go to, if you don't pay your bills, they lock your ass up. Mm. I think it's like somewhere in the in the like Dubai area where, where like somewhere I can see, like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. you don't you Over don't there. you don't yeah. pay your bills. That is a crime. <laughs> I mean, we're like one of the only countries where you can just like rob your landlord mm-hmm. and, blind. Get away, and get away with it. And get away with it. And then you can't evict him right away. Yeah. You got to go 30 <laughs> days. Yeah. That's that's weird. That's always crazy. You got to get a process to kick somebody out cuz they didn't pay. Yeah, I mean in, in my mind when someone's not paying me rent cuz I'm a good landlord, that's the equivalent of like snatching my purse on the street. Mhm. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. just, you hold Take me up, just me. not a gunpoint. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever had to move one of your tenants away from an area that was tough because they say it's crazy around here? And do you help them with that kind of thing, or you say you live there now? No, I mean I um I again I don't really invest in pockets where okay. you know I don't feel safe myself. So if I feel safe there, because I'm always there, I'm always mm-hmm. talking to the contractor, I'm always in and out of the house. If I felt safe there, you good. Um, wow. I have moved tenants just because I had a tenant who had a sewage issue in her basement. I moved her three blocks away to a different house, and then we fixed the issue when she moved out. But So I'll move tenants for things like that, but I've never had a tenant say, you know, they're, they're, they're shooting right on my step. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm, I'm fascinated by your story. I think you've given out some great gems. Like, you gave us a lot of gems today. So what would be the last word? Like, what would you tell people if they're trying to, not even real estate, like, if you're trying to be a hustler, entrepreneur, if you just want to make some money, fuck motivation. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> fuck motivation. Stop trying to get motivated. Stop watching Gary Vee. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Educate yourself. Okay. So get yourself educated on what you need to do to get yourself in the position mm-hmm. to own some shit. Because ownership is what matters. I mean, ownership is how we all move forward as a culture. 
And if you ain't talking about owning some shit, or somebody you around ain't talking about owning some shit, mm-hmm. you need a whole new circle. Because that's all we should be talking about. Damn. So how do people find you? Do you have, where's your school? <laughs> you said, where's my who? Where's your my school? school? Yeah, uh, your monastery. My, my school is my IG page. Okay. <laughs> Free admission. Wow. Um, I'm on Instagram as at Aisha Selden. A-Y-E-S-H-A-S-E-L-D-E-N. Oh, do you do classes and cons- consult? No, you don't have time. I do, I do these. Okay. Um, I keep saying once I'm done with these last 13 units, I'm, I'm going to try to do more stuff. I'm doing a Charm City Buyers event. I've heard about here that. Today. I, we yeah. purchased something, a class um, to them. Yeah, yeah so, so I do things like that. And I never charge. I never, like, they, I never do like charge for these kind of things just because I want to get the information out there. Wow. Um, but yeah, my IG page is, is I mean, I ha- and I have people who, I mean, I'm thinking about taking advantage of this gravy train because shit, these like, these gurus out here charging <laughs> three, four, five, ten thousand dollars for like or one-on-one, one-on-one consultations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say Gary V's number one. Like Gary V will sit down with you for ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Jesus. I'm surprised he's not more. I would, yeah. Probably, well, that probably that's probably more. Probably I, I, that's the not only figure I've heard to be true, but like, and he comes out and you may get nothing out of it. But and sometimes people aren't willing to do the work though. Yeah. Some people a lot of, they want to be motivated, like you said. Yep. But they don't want to do what it takes to really get there. Yeah. And that's and that's motivation. You know, you sit down with Gary V and he motivates the hell out of you and you run out of, run out of that room like I'm ready to set the world on fire. But then what you what do you do the next morning? Yeah. When Gary V is back on his jet. With another ten thousand dollars, <laughs> twenty thousand. Exactly. And you just sit at home like, oh, okay. I do. Ch- that's why I challenge something you did say because you said everybody's built for it. I don't know if everybody is built for it. They need to get built for it. <laughs> but do you? So do we need to help build people? Like we need to help them. Be- people have to do the self work themselves. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't be there to kick somebody in the ass. Right. Twenty four hours a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week. If they don't want to move. If they don't want to move. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And I used to say I used to say not everybody's built to be a homeowner or not everybody's built to. But you know what? <clears throat> We're so far behind as a people, goddamn it, get ready. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Like we, mm-hmm. We've got too much of a history in this country to change. If it ain't for you, you, you make, make it for it you. For you. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Any last words? Anybody got anything? I'm good. I, I had to go <laughs> This was I, great. I, 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 know she, I know she brought up <laughs> traveling. Like, which are uh, top three destinations so far? Shit. And Stuff three, we don't and, know about. And uh, three places that you want. <laughs> and she can't tell you. <laughs> right. You know what? I, it's, it's funny because um, I, I actually love being in the continental U.S. Wow. Mm. I mean, I, like, it's, it's, I, I, mean, I love California. I bought a place there. I could have bought a place some, somewhere outside of the country and chose not to. Mm. Um, I like the Keys. Um, my favorite international places, um, I like Rome. Uh, a good friend of mine lives in Dublin, so I go there quite a bit. I like Dublin. Quick trip. Yeah, Greece was cool. I was there earlier this year. I want to go to Greece. I'm going to, uh, I want to go Mykonos. Yeah, I was in Mykonos for a few days and Santorini for a few days. I'm not a huge fan of Europeans. Oh, really? Yeah. I can. Oh, we I have can a history. I wonder why. <laughs> That's a little bit. I can see that. A little colonization. <laughs> a called slavery. <laughs> a little Jim Crow. I feel, I feel like yeah, I, was in, I was in Greece, and um, you know, they, they're kind of like walking around like, you know, they're the... Like, they're the shit. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Your, your country's looking kind of rough. <laughs> I need to flip this whole country. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's a lot of, a lot of bandos here for y'all to be this bougie. Like, what the fuck is going on? Got some, got like, some, some like gyros a, out the bando. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Athens looks rough. I mean, it would be like the worst part of Baltimore and they walking around geez. city. It, it, like, so really like the, ba- like the battlegrounds, like the Athens battlegrounds. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, all right. Wow. Oh, all right. So, fun question before we get out of here. I know I said it. it keeps I know. It's compelling. Do you still fly Southwest? I, I don't think I've ever flown Southwest. <laughs> Jet Blue only. Think, yeah, she can't fly Southwest. <laughs> no. Do you Jet still go to Fridays? Ugh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 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 I'm about to say, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite restaurant? Uh, probably, um, there's a restaurant in New York called Per Se. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed to know. I'm about to say, favorite liquor? Hendrix Gin. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's that rest of the rich gin. 
So the game so, is definitely the game is definitely yeah. elevated. I mean, I was explaining why you asked me the question about Friday. Oh, okay, 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 that's okay. That's so random. I'm, right. I, I told him that I would go. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not above Friday. I'm not even. Oh, I go. Oh, Applebee's. That be our spot. He thinks beneath him. So I didn't say it was beneath me. I just said as we get older, it's a progression that we need to take. Like I still can't. I'm not going to eat a microwave dinner in a restaurant. Like it's a microwave chicken. And Absolute with barbecue trash. sauce. Trash. I, I got sweet baby rays. I can go do that myself. Absolutely. Like, I can douse the chicken. Sometimes you don't feel like doing you that. Know? So, you know what? You pay someone else to do that for $4. $4, <laughs> yo. <laughs> but you know, I feel like, I feel like too, the, the more you, like, expose yourself to, like, other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, good, yeah. You talked about um, Greece, Santorini. We, we set, we set, like, Oceanside, or whatever, Seaside in mm-hmm. Greece and had, like, some of the finest cuisine. Like, I'm going to go Fridays after that. <laughs> See, this is what I said. You, I think actually you was a little, <laughs> little bit different. I'm talking I love about it. I love it. Us, on, us right here. You like, can't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we not going chilling in Santorini Reese right now. I mean, you it's some other places in Baltimore. Like, you can go besides. Baltimore's got some good food. Yes. Yeah. We have some of the best food. People come from all around yeah. the world to come here to eat a crab cake. I, I go there, too. But I go there. I, but I, but I also go get me some nachos, some Applebee's real quick. You <laughs> Give me some bone and wings, man. I'm going to get out for that. So you're saying you said you're single, no kids. Yep. So, are, is it okay to ask you if you're dating? I do date. You do I date? date? Yeah. Your dating has to be different. It's She's probably on Bumble. It's a little different. You on Bumble? Okay. I call me Miss Bagel. Can't, she can't yeah. be on no. She can't be on no swipe right. She, people gotta come to her. Yeah, she gotta yeah, prove them. How many houses you flip? It's, yeah. It's hard, it's hard dating. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, what, whether you got something or you ain't got shit, dating is hard. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's another episode of Unsisted Views. Again, our event is July 6, 7 o'clock. Be there. And thank you for your time. We really Thanks appreciate all the time you dropped here. Thank you. All right, we out. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views.